Bounce with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> It's six o'clock. Welcome to the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. Yay! Yay! Today in the fills, we're listening to DJ Cheese. Uh, anyone who was an old brainwashed person used to remember DJ Cheese hanging out front doing a daily mix of cool stuff. And uh, he gave me this weird stuff we're going to be playing in the fills tonight. Yay! Look up DJ Cheese on the internets and the whatnots. But we have Joke Workshop for you guys here tonight. Yay. Uh, for the listening audience who might or might not know what that is, this is a bunch of comedians in a room, and we're all going to help each other. Yay. Uh, so when you hear that horn, that means you have a minute for new comics. That's how you learn how what a minute feels like. Yay. Uh, yeah, so four-minute sets, and then we do four minutes of critique. Please find a microphone to give your comments and suggestions. Uh, please be nice. Remember, if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich, make the bread taste good. Nice toasted brioche bun on top, maybe some mayonnaise. Uh, fuck that lettuce because it makes everything slide around, right? But then, like, put the meat in there, and then uh, maybe a pickle on the bottom, you know? Just be a little sour. And then the bread. Nice compliment on the end. Be nice to each other. Uh, your first comedian, he's hilarious. Uh is you can see him all over the place he runs omg and other places put your hands together tonight it's john gallagher oh yes very was that still from the dj cheese nice dude that guy used to just like what do he do do you like yell racial epithets outside of brainwash or something <laughs> This guy just like making dubstep miss like mixes and just getting pissed. It's like, I'm so god angry. Give me time to do my drops. Fuck. He's a hilarious man. Um, guys, uh, I have a friend, a friend who does heroin, and uh, we all know who this friend is. Okay, so let's move on. Uh, so, yeah, so. He loves it. Uh, so one of the things uh, he told me recently was uh, he, he loves to go on the packed bus in the morning with the morning commuters and smoke heroin on the bus. It's like one of his favorite things to do. And most people be like, that's very fucked up. You shouldn't do that. However, I'm like, hey, I'm just glad it's still a social thing for him, right? I think that's better. It's only when he starts doing heroin alone I should worry. As long as he's doing it around people, he's okay. All right, well... Take some swings. I was uh, uh, sh- candle shopping recently. Candle shopping's uh, kind of cool. There was a, 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 my girlfriend wanted to get a flavor that was called Endless Vacation. And uh, yeah, I was like, no, we're not getting Endless Vacation. She's like, why? It's like, it smells like shit. Endless Vacation is just a name for unemployment. That's, we're going to dust off this thing. It just smells like cum and mold. It's going to smell terrible. No Endless Vacation for us. I don't think so. Uh, I have a good relationship, though. My girlfriend, the only problem I'd say is my girlfriend loves to have sex with the TV on, and uh, that's a big issue because we can admit uh, bad, like, mediocre to whatever sex is not usually as good as TV, I'd say. Right? Can we, can we all agree with that? TV's fucking really good, guys. We live in a golden age of television. And we're going through The Sopranos right now. The Sopranos is one of the greatest shows of all time, Okay. 
Yes, thank you. Exactly. So, like, if I'm getting hot and heavy and the sex is mediocre and I see James Gandolfini in the background, I'm going to stop. I'm Because it's, he's going to be doing the best acting of his career, okay? And so this, this is what happened recently as we're making out and, and this, I stopped. She's like, oh, my God, are you watching TV right now? Are you th- saying with your body that you'd rather watch The Sopranos than have sex? And I'm like, well, hold on a second. Are you saying that our sex is better than the greatest 20th century drama ever created? That's a little egotistical to me. <laughs> are you saying that our fucking right now is better than an Emmy Award winning performance from James Gandolfini or Edie Falco? Double teaming the fuck out of this thing we couldn't pay people to give us ten dollars on chatterbait to watch us fuck right now i mean like i'm just not it's not that we're necessarily bad but like come on it's just so boring i don't know it seems weird it seems so mediocre and lower tier um yeah well it comes bad on me yeah, i'll wait for that in the criticism anyway guys i'm a tour guide in san francisco uh tourists are the worst and here's the reason why. It's not necessarily their fault. It's just that San Francisco, I have to defend it, okay? And it's because if anybody comes out and has any remote kind of criticism towards this place, I have to speak out in its defense because it's given me fucking Stockholm Syndrome, okay? Like, we can all admit, if you live in the Bay Area, this is a fucking walking nightmare, okay? This is a, you're either a billionaire or the poorest person in the world. <laughs> Let's see, that's all it is, right? So, like, if somebody comes in and is like, I'm gonna be like, shut the fuck Fuck up right now when you have criticism about this beautiful city by the bay, you piece of shit. How did what did you pay for toll? Five dollars? You should have paid twenty thousand dollars to enter this beautiful city. And so anyway, so I'm, I'm on a, I'm on a working my job, and these two people from Illinois come up, and they they immediately rub me the wrong way because they go, uh, "We've had just about enough of San Francisco." And I was like, "Oh!" Like in my head, I'm running all the scenarios. I'm like, "Oh, I'm sorry, do you have you have a bad time on Bart? Oh, Bart hard? You see?" A, you see an inappropriate dick or butthole where it didn't belong? Oh, poor baby. Did somebody corner you in Civic Center and shoot up IV drugs in front of you on the train? Uh, like, of course, in my brain, just excusing horrific behavior. Horrific, inexcusable behavior. And then what they say to me is this. They go, we took the Blue and Gold Fleet Tour, and our boat had to fish out a man that killed himself jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. Well, I guess he had enough of San Francisco, too, so you should get the fuck home, you fucking losers, huh? Fuck off, you fucking pieces of shit. You know what? I I didn't even say that. What I said instead was, rent is very high, and that's way worse. That's so much worse. And they lit up and went, that's what the man on the boat said. Anyway, that's it. Thanks, guys. John Gallagher, everyone. That was great. Oh, I'm laughing very hard. Uh, everything was wonderful. The thing into the Sopranos was great. I like that whole thing. I feel like the only place you missed was when you knew you missed it, and you said you said the coolest thing. You said mediocre, lower tier, and then you didn't answer it. Like you didn't say. And there were many places you could go. And then you talked about being a tour guide, and then. Like, maybe they had a mediocre time on BART. Like, maybe they had a mediocre lower tier. I just think that the oh, mediocre okay. lower tier was something that you said that was really cool. Oh, and it okay. was like, the joke's not done yet. Like, there's something you can... That's the only thing I can think of that was left unput together was you left mediocre lower tier okay. without something after it. Well, Other than that, it was perfection. I, like, was laughing my fucking ass off. Yeah, fuck those people. <laughs> oh, thanks so what, much. What a joy to see someone's body get fished out on you. You're like, what the fuck, San Francisco? That's the most metal shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Other people. Uh, sweet Jersey reference for the Sopranos. I appreciate. Oh, it. yeah, just fucking. Uh, and on yeah, that note, like you can marathon the Sopranos for totally. hours. Yeah, exactly. Could it's you possibly have sex for uh, like very good, very you know, apt point? Yeah, yes. that would, I'd add that in there somehow. That's very funny. Yeah, that's good. I feel like you missed an obvious joke there too. While your joke is better, if you ever wanted to change it up at the end, you could be like, "Babe, it's not TV." It's HBO. It's HBO. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, very nice. That's yeah, true. Come on. This is, this is it. Excellent. Ah, oh, fuck, that's funny. Okay. God damn, that's good. There we go. Um, I really like the first joke about, uh, well, not about Zach Wiseman. Yeah, but definitely not about everybody we know Zach Wiseman. <laughs> yeah, touche. Um, but uh, there's, a, there's a little, there's a thing he threw in the middle where you were like a, uh, uh, you, you said like oh everybody would think uh, this is a bad thing to do like you were talking for the audience and you can just cut that because it's like I think uh, when you say he's um, smoking heroin on the bus like give it a little pause and people feel the thing that you said right after oh, and then okay. just go into your reaction because it's, it's super funny yeah. okay cool thank you Matthew Quirk has another thing. Yeah, I was reminded of that. I mean, uh, I think we could all agree that uh, smoking heroin on the bus with commuters, it it is probably a lot of fun. I think that's (laughs) it's probably a lot of fun. I think (laughs) you can all imagine that being a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, how do you enhance the heroin experience? A vape pen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you vape heroin, you assholes? Like, oh, come on. That would be tight. <laughs> what would happen if you put heroin in a, in a vape pen? Would it work? You'd be the coolest guy in the world. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Everybody clap wildly for John Gallagher. Yay! Yay. All right, uh, your next comedian, what a lovely lady she is. She runs a show on Thursdays in Berkeley that has free pizza. And I forget what it's called, but I know there's free pizza there because <laughs> I need to go there for the free pizza. Put your hands together for Serena E. We're whiskering around from meow. No longer free pizza. Uh, <laughs> um, so now everyone hates me. This is where I want to be. Cool. This is a good start. Um, no, we moved it to Saturdays and now it's a free show. Free show. No pizza, but you could buy pizza. There's also, okay, anyways, uh, I'm gonna stop plugging my show. Okay, um, so I was um, I was on BART and I saw this, this woman with really, really big boobs. That's it, that's the joke. And no, uh, she had really big boobs. And the thing is, I was like, she had a graphic tee on, so I was like trying to read what it said, but her boobs were so big that it was like stretching out the letters and it was curving in and I could not read what it said. You know what I mean? And I was like staring at her chest and then she gave me a, like a mean look and it's like, no, I just, I want to know what your shirt says. Cause it, do you guys remember using Microsoft PowerPoint as a kid? And there was like those, those like fonts that kind of wavy. That's what it looked like. Like if her boobs were hills, the letters were Lombard straight. Does that make sense? And it's like, I'm not, it's fucking, just a, like, the letters look like a wet noodle. Like, <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. Um, there's something there, in theory. Uh, I'm going to say there is, even if you don't agree with me. Um, let's see. Um, I am, okay, yeah. So I'm not sexualizing this person, but I'm bisexual. <laughs> and uh, no one looks surprised. Cool. And uh, yeah, I came out to my friend uh, not too long ago, and she's like, cool, are you going to start buying dinner? I was like, no. And she just looked so unsurprised. And I was like, damn, did like, I felt like 
everyone knew but i didn't know like if i have spinach in my teeth you you know you tell me if i'm bisexual you fucking tell me <laughs> you asshole <laughs> like i it, it's like it's like everyone knew that i had white blood cells but i didn't know until i tested it i fucked a woman guys is that okay uh Thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm doing God's work, really. It's crazy. And I'm like, how did you know? And she's like, you know, it's a, it's a vibe. And the boots. And everything you've ever put on your body, ever. <laughs> and I was like, I hate you. And I suppressed it. I think that's what it really comes down to. Or I just like, because I, I realized there were so many circumstances that I was born into that I had no control over. Like, I'm a brown woman in America from a low-income background, and I'm a first-generation immigrant, but I was like, at least I'm not gay. <laughs> Triple minority, guys. I'm gonna get booked so much now. It's the best. I'm so happy. Oh, God, kill me. Okay, um, and I, one of my buddies kind of pointed out to me how I, I don't look like what I sound like, and I realized I look, like my face, I look like I have never seen a dick in my life. All right, but I sound like I have cut someone's dick off. Okay, cool. I can work with that. Um, that's all I have on that. Um, this is a sketch idea. I just want to run this by. This is stand up. Is <laughs> like, okay, so there's two people walking. All right, and then someone, they see someone eating McDonald's outside of a bar. Thank, is that because I brought up a sketch? Okay, fair. Uh, and they're like, that's fucking pathetic. And then they keep walking, and then they see someone, uh, they see a little toddler drinking alcohol outside of a McDonald's. And they're like, that's fucking pathetic. And then there's a third thing. Okay. Um, just going to do something last minute. Um, this is more of a concept. I'm curious what you guys think. Uh, the concept is productive procrastination. So, like, it, it's like you, sh it's like, you should be doing taxes, but you're like, ah, I gotta also fold laundry. And you're technically doing something, but you're avoiding what you really should be doing. It's not a joke, it's just do you agree with that, that's it. It's a con, sounds like your life, okay. Cool, I think that's my time, thank you. Serene, everyone, yay! Yeah, none of us do taxes here. <laughs> hey. I don't know. I, I did taxes last year. I can try to relate. I'm proud of you. Um, yay. Um, I, I definitely enjoy your coming out speech. That was really great. Cool. And um, I think at the beginning you have a possible font joke about like talking about her boobs. Oh, but, like, like the name of the font? The name of the font or different fonts that it could be because there are some people that are like weird font weirdos and they'll know. Like if you bring it, you're like, mm. you're like New Times Roman italicized or whatever, like some yeah, weird... Yeah. Uh, that was the only thing I could think of because you even you were like, "What is this joke about?" There's something there, but I think that yeah. it, it might be a font joke. Um, and when you think you sound like a person who would cut someone's dick off, I disagree. I think you sound like a 12 year old, like really? who's never seen a dick. <laughs> like I, your voice sounds so I, very like very innocent, like juvenile. Okay. Do you guys agree? I hate everyone here. Um, like a 12 year old, like, like a, a 12 year old boy, -year -old. not a 12 year old girl, yeah. a 12 year old boy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny yeah and you you don't sound like first generation so much either like you don't sound like 
your ethnicity. I, like, was, I thought you were going in that direction somewhere. No. Like, you know, I don't sound like I'm first generation. Like, you don't sound like what you look like. I didn't think you were going where you went. Anyway. Was that racist? <laughs> <laughs> you led me there. All right. Did that one? That's fun. Yeah, it works. I think it does. I don't think it was working for a second there, but it might. There, okay. Good. Yeah. Cool. It said 12 year old boy chopping off a penis. 12 year old. Sound like, okay. It was the, it's the ball cap, too. And you referenced the boots, but you didn't like. I mean, it is radio, but it doesn't matter. And I guess boots are a thing that makes sense, anyways. Like, yeah. Never mind. Good set. What I wanted to say was when you're talking about trying to read that woman's shirt, I feel like you should emphasize how bad you want to read it. It could be something important. Yeah. There could be like a sustained peace accord for the Israeli-Palestinian conflict on that shirt if you could just read it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think like maybe like a letter difference would be the difference between like fucking like rope or rape or like you know what I mean where it's just like this is gonna be a game changer of what this like letter this woman could be wearing a shirt that just says rape on it it's like pro pro rope but no it's pro rape I don't know mm. until I read the shirt I won't know you don't know how to judge this woman Ex- I need out. to judge this person this is what it really comes down to <laughs> I gotta judge everyone but if you have something on your t-shirt it's obviously you're you're letting people judge you you're saying this is what I want you to see yeah exactly yeah did you have something to say, man? Chris, say it. Go. Oh, no. You was okay. just making it work. Okay. Other comments? Everybody's great. Serene, everyone. Cool, thank you. Yay. So now on Saturday nights at, what's it called? The pizza? Some, uh, Red Tomato Pizza House. Red Tomato Pizza House on Saturday nights. It's a free show. And uh, they have delicious pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Does everybody have it? I don't know. Is that what it's supposed to be? I don't know. It's edible. She says that's... <laughs> And the comedy is palatable. Everyone will be okay. Your next comedian, he's new. He's a funny guy. He comes back every week. You guys are going to love him. Everybody, it's Capital. Hello, yeah, I just cheered for myself. Felt good. So, uh, my girl asked me if I would still love her if she lost a leg. And I said, which leg? (laughs) And she didn't give me a laugh like that. So I figured she wanted a real answer. Um, So I said, of course, as long as you keep your spirit, I will always love you. But then I got worried that she was plotting some kind of freak accident, because we've all been there. Work sucks. Um, It's understandable. But it's it's an impulsive move, and one I knew she would regret, and one I knew I would regret too. So. I I added a condition to protect myself. I say, keep your spirit and I will always love you, but if you lose a leg and become a different person, I will have to leave you. Now, when I finished saying this, the look on her face told me that her motivation for leg chopping had gone from laziness to spite. Um, So I tried to save myself and I said, I didn't say I wouldn't love you. I'm just saying, bitch, don't kill my vibe. (laughs) And she said, And then I said, you didn't fall in love with me for my charity work. You fell in love with me because I'm a cheerful guy. But I can't maintain that if I'm married to a war vet. And actually, (laughs) at that point, I think she actually got what I was saying because it's a great point. Um, And I could have walked away right there and I might have, you know, maybe won the conversation. 
Um, but instead, I got arrogant and redug the hole that I kind of just dug myself out of. And I said, listen, if crying would make the leg come back, I'm all for it. But crying never got nobody nothing but sympathy. And only sympathy I have is for the leg. Leg's dead. Can't do nothing. But you can. So keep hopping. And I expected a laugh, but instead her face went from angry to like calm and decided, which was for some reason much, much scarier. Um, so I started working much harder, and I tried to shake her conviction by flipping the whole thing under her. And I said, why would you want to burden me with that kind of energy when you know that I want to be a comedian? You want to be a teacher? If I was a pedophile, you wouldn't want to stay with me. But uh, you're depressing, and that's like comedian kryptonite. Um, does anybody notice I'm the only one who's talked in this conversation so far? Because <laughs> this is about the moment I realized that, too. Um, so I tried to change my attitude from kind of like an angry begging um, to talking like I had already won the conversation. So hopefully she would be on the same page. And I said, listen, if you started complaining now, I wouldn't dump you. Not right away. But after a month, I wouldn't be able to take it anymore. I'm the kind of guy who hears a sad song on the radio and I turn it off. Now, if you lost the leg and you had a down month, but then you started running marathons, I'd be fucking inspired. But since you're asking me depressing hypotheticals <laughs> while you're healthy, I don't think you'd take it that well. And then you would cease to be the amazing woman that I love. And I think that one worked because I ended it with a compliment. Um, I say it worked because she has two legs and doesn't hate me. I think. That's everything I have. Capital, everyone. Capital, yay. Yay. Um, I'm glad you got to the hypothetical leg. I was hoping that's where I was hoping that's where your joke was gonna go. And I'm glad it got there. And I liked that. And it's a really unusual story. I didn't get your pedophile reference. That's just me. Like, I'm like, where'd that come from? All right. I just didn't get it. You can explain it to me if you want. I don't know. Uh, and other than that, the only thing you have to worry about really is keeping the microphone by your mouth. Like, you, you're acting and being effusive, which is great. You have good stage presence and you're fun to watch. But when you move the microphone around, we can't hear you. And that's just me because I'm actually listening. I mean, people can hear you in this room, obviously, but I'm listening on the thing. So if you were in a room with like lots and lots of people and you weren't, and you were willy nilly about your microphone usage, they wouldn't necessarily hear everything. So oh, try you. to, when you're speaking words, try to have it in front of your mouth. But it's fun to just, you can gesticulate a lot. Yeah, just make no, sure that when you speak, contact, you yeah. put Thank it by you. your mouth. But okay. like, but you're effusive. That's great. I don't want you to quell your energy. I just want you to remember that we want to hear you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yay. Other, other people. What's up? Um, I liked your joke about which leg. And I also think, because you said something about how, like, as long as you have your spirit, right? And you're like, oh, I'm afraid that she's going to, like, make some sort of, like, freak accident. Mm -hmm. But what if it's, like, um, like as long as you have your spirit, and it's like, I'm afraid that she's, like, going to do, like, some sort of seance to get rid of, like, her soul or something like that? Oh, I could work that in later. Or something like that? I think that'd be silly. I like silly. that, yeah. I don't think that would fit right there, but I could definitely work that in later. That's good. Yeah. Just Thank you. But cool, yeah. Hi, I really liked it. One thing I was gonna say was your demeanor is very calm when you're talking and very level. And if something weird happened in the middle of your story and you just kept on rolling with it, people would blink, but they would keep 
going with what you're selling. So you're talking to her and I love you and I'd love you even if you had one leg and that's when she decides to tell me, by the way, this whole time it's been a wooden leg. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. People wouldn't even blink because you are a really solid storyteller and I just want to say I appreciate that. I thought it was funny as shit. Thank you. Appreciate that probably more. <laughs> yeah, well, I really liked your set. Um, actually, my only note is to tag on to what Pam said about the microphone. Um, I also noticed you're holding it with your fingers. You should hold it with your hand because when you hold it with your fingers, you can hear every little movement as it shakes around, especially considering you're going like left and right and back and forth. You want to just make sure you have a firm grip on it. That way you're not going to hear that like this the whole time. Oh, thank you. I just cleaner sound. But it was a great set. I liked it. Thank you. Is that everything? Oh, the comments. All right, everybody, clap your hands for Capital! Yay! Yay. Again, uh, we're listening to DJ Cheese and the Phils here today. And your next comedian up is super funny guy. You guys are going to really love him. Get your notepads out and pay attention to Max Eddie! Yay! Here we go. Yo, Capital, I thought this was your mom. Straight up, I I thought it was. She was. You said very nice things. That was really cool. Like, oh, that's dope. That's cool, man. Uh, that's good. Uh, I, I'm gonna talk about Costco today. I got some Costco jokes. Uh, yeah. Did you guys know Costco sells coffins? What? Yeah, straight up. Like that's so that's so weird. Like why? Who would need to buy like a 12 pack of coffins at high schools? <laughs> Boom. <laughs> There we go. Keeping it alive. No, not them, though. Um, boom. Uh, that's really bad. I would never start off a set with that joke. That is so mean and horrible. Maybe the day after it happens. Then it's topical and it's good. No, I wouldn't. It's okay, Chloe. I won't. I promise. But uh, no, I want to talk about Costco because my dad, actually, uh, he works at Costco. Uh, it's kind of, what? Oh, okay, we good. Um, my dad works at Costco, uh, but he's also, he's a Republican, which is kind of a weird mix. Uh, He's just like, uh, no free handouts unless they're on toothpicks. Need. They're not served by an old Asian woman? Not for me. Get it out of here. I won't tag it with that. That's fine. Um, yeah, that's a silly thing. Now, he's actually worked at Costco for 30 years. He's been an assistant manager for 26 of those years. It's longer than I've been alive. When I was growing up, I was like, why hasn't he become a manager yet? Like, that's so crazy to me. And then I like grew up and got to know him a little better. I'm like, who even let him become a father? <laughs> That's weird. But uh, no, yeah, I was. Uh, oh, the actual the tag I was gonna do to the um, the the thing about him being Republican is him saying that we have a massive trade deficit with the nation of Kirkland. <laughs> Isn't that silly? <laughs> you guys familiar with the nation of Kirkland? <laughs> Yeah, they've got a very diverse economy in Kirkland. They sell uh, vodka and eggs and uh, boxer briefs. And just a lot of things coming out of Kirkland. I love that idea so much. It's going to be a very funny joke. <laughs> it's so silly. I love that. Uh, but, uh, what else did I have? Um, oh, uh, my dad also, uh, he would buy my clothes at Costco. Um, all the time, like uh, as I was growing up, and uh, uh, he bought me like a pack of shirts for Christmas uh, when I was 16, like just a bunch of white tees. Um, it was really nice motivation for staying thin, because uh, I didn't want to throw away 600 shirts. I... <laughs> Thanks, mom. 
There we go. Um, I think... Uh, oh, uh, one last thing. I don't have too much. Um, one last thing is that Costco is now selling an acai bowl uh, at their food court, which I love. I love that that's... Because everything else on that Costco food court is like death. Like, it's like churros and... I don't know if y'all have fucked with a chicken bake before, but you know what I did today? I just ate an acai bowl and a chicken bake at the same time. Let those little desperados duke it out in my stomach. Whew, it was a sight to see. And I'll um, come up with, it's just, it's, I'll figure out something funny for it later. That's all I wanted to do, so I'm good. Thank you. Max, Eddie. First Yay, off. Costco jokes. Yay. First off, you should absolutely open with a Costco joke. <laughs> Absolutely. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's all I have. Thank you. <laughs> coffin joke is really great. Yeah. yeah I agree with the coffin joke. You should open with that for sure. Okay. And uh, also, doesn't Costco also serve things in those little paper cups? Yeah, I was trying to figure out a way to say... Just say... Or, or little paper cups. Yeah. You know, I, I did like yeah. toothpicks. If I tag it, I yeah. might come up with something with paper cups. But yeah, yeah that's, that's a pretty iconic thing they do. So good looking out. With the high school joke, when you punctuated it with boom, were you thinking about what that means? Oh, I wasn't, but I was just thinking about how fucking funny it was. Think about yeah. what that means, yeah. the boom. Okay, yeah, touche. That's good. Um, back with the, high, with the high school joke. We are really uh, on this high school joke. No, no, I think, uh, I think it's funny, uh, but you just don't go far enough. You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to do Should that, I just do it? Should if, I? No, no, no. What I mean is if you're going to do the joke... Right, where you're making light of the high school shootings, like talk about where in the school they would store the coffins while they were waiting and like go into like there would be a pallbearer as your kindergarten teacher or whatever. Like, I don't know, like go for the bit if you're going to go for it. But like as just like a Twitter joke, it's like it just kind of stands alone as as in, in, in isolated. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, uh, I've, I've seen you at open mics before and I don't think you're afraid to go there. So um, you might as well give it what a go. What else have I said? <laughs> Uh, just one other time. No, that's right. Yeah, no. I, I'm a high school teacher, and oh, nice. Um, you good? The no, yeah, and I, I want to add that all of the doors in SFUSD lock from the outside, not the inside, and um, that could be something you could add to it. Oh. That you know, it probably yeah, that's very interesting. You know, like the coffin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And I love the Costco jokes. And have you ever seen the King of California? Because that's a really fucking funny movie about oh, finding lost gold underneath oh, Costco. Fun. Okay. I loved your entire Costco set. I thought that it was great because I'm bougie as fuck. I used to be bougie as fuck, and I it would play in so many audiences. If you yeah. go to Danville and do all those jokes, they will be rolling yeah. in the aisles. Everybody's got a Costco. Bed. I feel like you can go farther with Kirkland. Like, do you want to live there? Do they I have plan. free health care? Do they have? They give you free yeah. college. Everyone gets a BMW. Whatever you get in Kirkland, like they have. I mean, I wanted to buy a BMW in '95 from Costco. It was like nineteen thousand dollars, and it was a BMW Z3. Anybody remember that car? It was gorgeous did not buy it <laughs> anyways i love costco <laughs> um i really like the bit about your dad because we all have dad issues um i think with this when you say that he's assistant manager and you talk about like you know what 26 years is a long, is a long time yeah. i think you should just pull that thread and see like what else you can get from that joke because I, I think there's That's a lot fair. of potential with like you know your dad having expectations for you but he's a fucking assistant manager <laughs> yeah um and then the only other thing i thought about with costco is like your dad buying like a hundred condoms yeah, I thought about that. I, that was kind of the first thing my brain went to. Um, but yeah, it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll probably figure something out with it, right. but we'll see. It's cool. Thanks. Gotcha. Okay, thanks, guys. Max Eddie, yay! Yay! 
Your next comedian. Uh, I get to be on a show with him later tonight at Delirium. Uh, you guys are going to laugh at him right now. Hey, everybody. I mean, laugh with him. A near in the same room. Everybody, it's Matthew Quirk. Yay! I'll take what I can get, Pam. Anyways, uh... I don't have too much prepared. How about you guys just give me four minutes of comments and then four more minutes of comments? What do you think? I like your jacket. I like your pants. I thought that last story was really well done. <laughs> that was not a compliment to me. You're just a sweetheart, dude. You're lying and everybody knows it. So anyway, thanks, guys. I feel better already and it inspired me to think of something to say. Um, anyways, I'm thinking on buying some land up in Mendocino County. I hear they're having a fire sale. How do my pants look now? Yeah, man, that joke is smoking hot right now, guys. Yeah, that joke is just flaming. That joke is under 0% containment. Do you guys realize how many fucking multi-millions of dollars of marijuana is burning up in that fire right now? Which totally explains why they are having trouble putting it out, right? It just totally <laughs> makes it completely understandable that they're taking their sweet time. Yeah. <clears throat> so let's continue with your weekly update of news events, as is my want at these things. Uh, so... Uh, Rudy Giuliani, uh, Trump's uh, sub-lawyer, or whatever the fuck he is, has been uh, commenting on Trump's primary lawyer, Michael Cohen, wondering, you know, what kind of lawyer tapes a client without him knowing it. And uh, I think that that was like the second point on his resume, right? That he tapes clients without people knowing about it, and then he blackmails them. That's why they hired him. They said they knew he was like this for years. Exactly. You guys, that's why you hired him. They called him a pathological liar, more like a pathological lawyer. I'm satisfied with that reaction. So anyway, more on current events. What else has currently been eventing? Fuck, I forget already. It has slipped my mind. Someone yell out a goddamn current event, man. I'm trapped up here. I don't know what that's about. Something really wonky political. Something. Oh, Russia. Yeah, that's another one. Um, oh, yeah. Go, go, Mom. So, uh, so I live in a van, guys. I don't have a TV. I don't know who that chick is. But I think if you're sending dick pics over the TV, that sounds like bad. Although you bring up a point, man. We're the two fucking puritanical. We, we should start having boobs and cocks and shit on TV, right? Shouldn't we move up into 
current events like that. All right, give me two seconds to think if I can think of that last current event. I had something to fucking talk about. All right, I got nothing. All right, back to comments. Thank you, guys. Matthew Quirk, everyone. And it's fire sale on jokes. All jokes are cheap and easy. Uh, hey, I loved your current events because it gave you an opportunity for crowd work. Um, you know, I, I admire that about it. I, I mean, I had no idea who she was talking about either, but I mean, it, at least once you found out about dick pics, I feel like everything I needed to know well but then you then then do, do you have like a dick pic joke in your arsenal that you can just throw out like I mean I don't know how crowd work do, goes because I don't do it but I imagine that if I did do it I would have certain sort of jokes existing in the back of my head for if someone said dick pic you'd be like oh yeah like everybody says the camera ends to 10 pounds but everyone's worried about their dick looking small in the picture I don't know I, I anyway I don't know I was. That's just crowd work on crowd work. I live in a barrel too. I have no idea what's happening in the world. She was married to Gavin Newsom when he was passing all of his anti-homeless, um, pro-gay marriage, and he went. She went from being with him to being with Donald Trump. That's what I thought. Damn, that sounds like a step down. <laughs> I really like the phrase "pathological lawyer." Uh, and I think if you were doing it in that context, you could just it, just calling someone a pathological lawyer is would just be a funny thing if they're a lawyer. So yeah, that's really funny. And also the the premise with it's taking them, uh, th- it's burning weed in Mendocino County, and that's why it's taking them so long to contain it is a really good premise. Thank you. It's hard to comment on your work because it's all current news. So like your the feedback's only like a week, good for a week, but. Uh, with Michael Cohen and the tapes, I think you can go somewhere with like the Michael the Michael Cohen mixtapes. Oh. You know, and like they bump, they bump in uh, Michael Cohen tapes at the clubs. There's a there's a lot of tapes. Cool. All right. Hey everybody, Matthew Quirk, If you're listening out live in Radio Land and you live in San Francisco, go see us later at Delirium on 16th and one of those streets. I don't know, Guerrero or. No, it's past Mission. It's like past Valencia. It's like it's Albion. There you go. Good work. Uh, hey, your next comedian. He has been hard at work on some crazy documentary, and he's here to do jokes for you now. Everybody, put your hands together for Nick Scarpino. Pam, you have one of the best radio voices I've ever heard in my life. It's really just, it's great. I want to sit here and listen to you all day, except I'm going to leave right after this. So, <laughs> but I just know that I want to be here for the rest of it. How's everyone feeling tonight here at Mutiny? It's nice and uh, sunny outside. A lot of you came from Milk Bar. You couldn't get a set over there either. That's okay. I'm looking at you. Uh, I had a crazy thing happen to me at the beginning of the year. I actually had a case of uh, shingles. Are you guys familiar with what this is? This is adult chicken pox. I didn't even know this was a thing. Uh, but apparently, if you've had chicken pox uh, when you were a kid, uh, you can get a recurrence of that, right? That's what I told my friends. And one of my other friends was like, well, you know that's the same virus that causes herpes. And I was like, no, they're different. And he was like, it is. And I said, no, no, no. Chicken pox, uh, you get chi- uh, shingles because when I was a kid, my mom failed to protect me uh, from other kids that had chicken pox. So that's how you get shingles. And you get herpes by being a whore which my mom also was, which is why she had a son in the first place. We'll just leave that last part off when we try to tell that joke again. 
<laughs> like they're like it's okay to call people whores but not your mom you can't call your mom a whore i don't know um c- country is having a lot of crazy things right now um but i still think this is one of the best countries i think i still think i'll go out on a limb i'll say this is the best country to live in and i believe that and i'm basing that off of absolutely nothing i have nothing to back that up me i like the rest of the people that voted for trump have not googled one fact about what's happening uh i'm just very very patriotic and i appreciate that um it's funny because we always make fun of canada canada's a better country than we are in every single way the only really you know they have better health care uh the better social programs the only thing we don't they don't have that we have uh in abundance uh is confidence we are america is one of the most confident nations on the we're like a short guy on the dance floor we are just out there not giving a fuck about what anyone says about us and if you guys don't believe me uh let's take a look at the last three wars we got into right the last three of them we lost the last three fights we got into right take afghanistan for instance all of our friends all of our friends were like do not get into a fight with afghanistan you cannot win a war with afghanistan and we were like not with that attitude we don't give a fuck. I'm actually, I am pretty deeply patriotic, all kidding aside. Um, but I didn't realize how patriotic I was until I went abroad. My wife and I went on a trip to uh, Copenhagen and we were sitting on a train and uh, we were sitting in the wrong section. And when the guy came to check our tickets, I, we were like, oh, we were sitting in first class by accident because we didn't read the sign. We were having a fun time. And uh, we excused ourselves and apologized. And, uh, and as we were leaving under his breath, uh, the, 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 the Danish gentleman said, uh, fucking Trump's America. Now, some things about me. I did not vote for Trump. Uh, I live in San Francisco, California, and I have never said the following words in my entire life. But when I, I looked at him, and with all the disdain, it was us versus them. I said, that's not what you guys were saying during WW2. I didn't say World War II. I said WW2. Now, I have no idea what side Copenhagen was on <laughs> during World War II, and it didn't matter at that particular moment. Uh, I still don't. Does anyone know? No? Oh. They were pretty neutral, right? Yeah, well, that's probably why he gave me that look. Get the fuck off the train. Uh, God, I had one more joke for you guys. Oh, yeah, um, this actually is a true story. One of my friends uh, just recently went to the hospital because he was having a headache, and he passed away at a seizure and passed away. Um, and I found this out because uh, his wife put up a GoFundMe to pay for all of his medical expenses. And I thought, isn't that kind of insult to injury? Like, if they kill you, should you also have to pay the medical bill? You know, it's like taking your car in for service and then you call back the next day and you're like, how's my car? And like, we have no idea where it went. It's just gone. It's gone. But you still owe us $5,000. That's the last joke I had for you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Nick Scarpino. Well, I have to tell you the first compliment is that I was so engaged in your set that I didn't notice that the time had gone by. And so I honked you at exactly four minutes. So oh, you were like perfect okay. on four minutes. Awesome. But I was just like, oh, I'm listening and everything's great. And then <laughs> I was like, oh, that's the time. So, I mean, that's you You engaged me. Thanks, I liked ma'am. your whole story thing happening. Appreciate that. And current events. And we can never win a war in Afghanistan. No, we're never. Or no one has. No one has. I think. Who knows? I haven't Googled it. I don't know. I make shit up. <laughs> Um, I loved your joke about America having too much confidence. That was hella funny and accurate. Um, I think if you included something about how the wars we lose are usually with people who are smaller than us, especially Afghanistan. Wait, say that again? The We usually pick wars with people who are smaller than us, mm. especially Afghanistan. Yeah. We should be able to kick their ass, and yet we're not even mm-hmm. trying to do that really. So. Got it. I like that. You're funny, though. Thank you. Yeah. 
Very white shirt. I appreciate it. Is it. A very, it's a very little funny. bit sheer too. I think it's going to be a I problem saw that. later. I see your nipples right now. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's so, going. so will a few other people. Dollar in the tip bucket. In any case, uh, with the wars, we were like the world is pretty gung ho about Afghanistan. Since you only named one war, you might as well just go with the. I was thinking about that. I don't know how long I can muck that out with because like yeah. you can go back into all of them and it just keeps getting worse. And ending the, with Vietnam. Right. So, like Iraq was we did okay. Afghanistan. Oh, Afghanistan not so much. Iraq we kind of did okay and then Vietnam it's like did we win are we no actually we the, the tag I originally had was are we still in Iraq <laughs> do we know does anyone know nobody knows you guys haven't googled it like that's kind of part of the joke but word okay I feel but, you but, yeah that. going back more that, that's fine then about. the other thing this is a problematic piece of advice because I realize how it's going to sound but when you are calling your mother a whore yeah, she's a whore and you say that's why she had me you were talking about herpes so you might as well add on and ha- why she has herpes and so what the, I the other tag for it and you tell me if this is better is um, so I said you get herpes by being a whore uh, which my mom also had which is why I have herpes or something like that like that, something is that, is that too hard though well, that's what I was basically going was to say go? like uh, that's why she had me and why we both have herpes I love how we're all and, talking about how much of a whore my mom well, is gosh she's a beautiful woman <laughs> I'm not, she did not have me out of wedlock no why I say it was problematic advice is not because it was dark but because like when I'm thinking that I'm thinking because you, you know you can pass on herpes through the birth canal mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's where i'd want it to be i could because go i saw it first I, yeah because i don't think just like my mother is ha- such a whore that she had sex with me her son is good i don't think you should go in that direction but oh no the implication was supposed to be she was a whore that's why she had me yeah okay yeah and i don't know if i can both have herpes right, there but you go. then that's a like good. I, you i already explained so where i wanted to go or not this is more than i, I thought anyone would say the word herpes yeah. today okay word perfect thank you don't forget the abstract wars we lost, like the war on drugs. Ah, it's a matter yeah. of perspective, sir. And, and whoever the president is. Abstract. Think, and the war uh, on I think that you could use either of those enders for that joke about your mom being a whore. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I think that was a very, very I think you've solid met my joke. my mom, so. No, I'm joking. You haven't. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I really like that Copenhagen one because it shows just the right amount of ignorance yeah. to like. It's actually be, a to, true story. Yeah, to be like I the, was seething, the, and I was like, I don't know what I can say to this guy right now. Yeah, and yeah. To, to pick a neutral country, like you don't even know who was in the war. You're just all cock and balls just about it. Dumb. True, true American. Thank you. All right, thanks everyone. Oh, wait, there's more. Um. I've met your mom and she is a whore. Okay, thank you. <laughs> did you did you give her herpes or is that uh, okay? Never mind. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> if your mom was a whore, what was your dad? Oh, he was a, a John. Uh, he a was Catholic a, man. He was a Catholic. How much did you? How much did he pay? Uh, hey everybody, Nick Scarpino. <laughs> You're our next comedian here to make you laugh. Take notes. Pay attention, everybody. Wyatt Fiergato. <laughs> Hey, what's going on? Is this on? Yeah? All right, cool. Yeah, I remember, uh, I don't know if you guys, you guys probably had this too, but uh, when I was little, I used to always get so mad at my uncle, you know, because he'd make his nose disappear into my mom's used panties. (laughs) She's like, dude. It's like, fucking lighten up, dude. That's what I was saying. So I'm Asian and my name's Wyatt. And I found out that if I was a girl, my name would be discarded aborted fetus. Now now that's my sister's name. 
That's not a that's not an abortion joke. That's a joke about systemic misogyny in Asian culture. No, it's an abortion joke. I don't know. I don't know. I, I tried VR for the first you guys know virtual reality for the first time the other day. Yeah, VR is really disorienting. At least it was for me, because I remember like I was having a good time and I looked down and I had a white dick. I was like, God damn, you know? This fucking would be more relatable if you guys weren't all white. I'm not getting like that's not even a joke. That's actually a thing that happened. I was like, it's fucking, yeah, yeah. I know, I know. But the way you, like, all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Watching uh, porn has given me a really unrealistic expectation of what women can do to horses. I don't know. I'm not kidding. It's just weird. I, I don't know. I really hate it when I'm watching a movie and the black guy dies first. But other than that, I really enjoy BBC necrophilia porn. Please, I like that shit. <laughs> oh, that was funny. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so something I noticed is that kleptomaniac evangelicals take the Bible literally. I want to throw up. I'm just saying that shit. <laughs> it's fucking disgusting. I don't know if you guys, some of you guys know this, but uh, some people think Jesus was white from all the blood loss. Yep. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I live in uh, I live in New York now. I'm really excited every time back come back to California because I go in and out, you know. But uh, yeah, it's nice. But I got kicked out the other day just because I forgot the secret menu. I asked the waitress for doggy style. That's fucking stupid too. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Sexual assault's fucked up though. I saw this really fucked up dialogue. It was fucked up between this sexual assaulter and their victim. It was disgusting. The assaulter was like, if you didn't want to be sexually assaulted, you shouldn't have been wearing that skirt. And then the victim had the bravery to say, it's a kilt. <laughs> uh, which is weird. I was at the uh, optometrist the other day, and he told me I have to get glasses, but my insurance will only cover half my glasses. So I was like, okay, I'll get a monocle. <laughs> Thanks. I don't know. I don't know what else I want to say. Let me check it out. Let's forget. Oh, yeah. If I were, uh, I don't know. Um, shit. How's that joke go again? Yeah. I turned my microwave into a fire oven, and all I used was a fork. That was dumb. Um, yeah, my uncle, he married his high school sweetheart, and it ruined his teaching career my friends and I actually experimented sexually during high school it sounds cool but I was the control group all right thanks I should do one more um, yeah my, my girlfriend and I were really uh, no I forgot how we <laughs> yay Clap your hands, keep them clapping for Wyatt Fergato, yay! Oh my god, you're amazing. Oh, thanks, man. That was like so fantastically brutal. And I don't know if I, I, I was thinking like maybe you could like throw the uncle, that uncle bit about the f fucking kids like earlier. Fucking kids? Well, the, yeah, because he was like the high school sweetheart. Oh, right. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. Sure. But like earlier towards where like he was like sniffing your mom's panties because that's hilarious. Yeah. I really liked that a lot. That was like really, really. <laughs> how long have you been doing comedy for? Uh, like a year. A year? It's fucking, you're killing it. That's, Thanks. that was awesome. Like, mm -hmm. 
It wasn't cookie cutter at all. It was fucking like brutal as fuck. And I have a boner. Thank you. So I think the only problem with that uh, big black cock necrophilia joke yeah. is that it's like people have to like translate which porn that is. It's like too much of a. Oh, know, do people I mean, not know what BBC is? They do, but I think it would just like like it, run, it would take too much time to run through their minds. When you say BBC, porn viewer? when you say BBC, I think when you say when you said BBC, I was still thinking that it's that English network where they're like you so watch like say Paradise I don't make or whatever. It too obvious, you know. But B- BBC for me means like British. TV, British so when, broadcasting yeah, company. So when you That's were talking true. about, I was like, "What kind of?" P-? I was, I was lost. Yeah, on that so one that, it's like, tri- say like ebony. Maybe, yeah, so, but that's, that, that, that's that sounds, where that sounds way more obvious. The I, yeah. the idea is is right, mm-hmm. but it's like so, that phraseology is what's tripping it up. All right, yeah. Thanks. Uh, your bit about the uh, control group that was the best one. Uh, I think that's a good one. You could possibly throw in a tag about placebo, something with that. Um, I do have a tag like that. I just didn't do it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, And then the other one is I would say that you might want to... I think you can do the one about the kilt, um, the one about the dialogue between... Yeah. I just think that maybe if the setup might be uh, in a different world... Uh, something about like there, there's a lot of con- there's a lot of misunderstandings about sexual assault so that you mm-hmm. w- basically the way you presented it made everyone want to hate it yeah and you can do that while saying like that and then I wouldn't I don't think it's necessarily realistic that you would have like a Facebook no, yeah, conversation between yeah, the assaulter and their weird. victim so you could just say some dumbass on what commented sure and this person said I was wearing a kilt and then you said something about that person being brave but you might as well leave that later and, and end it with what a brave heart or something like that like you can throw in the, like the pun, scottish yeah. reference there but um yeah it was it was hard to like conceptualize yeah yeah all right thanks you write really good one one-liners though oh thanks yeah mm-hmm. everybody wyatt yay all right moving right along your next comedian he is currently filming a documentary himself and he's a very funny guy put your hands together for chris holstein <laughs> Stand-up comedy is a truly unique job for many reasons, one of which is that it's expected you will suck at it for about five years minimum before you will maybe be good at it. I want you all to think about that, five years. How many jobs do you know of you can suck at for five years and not get fired? Apart from the one that I know Matt is thinking about, but let's not go there yet. Most jobs you suck for a month, you're out the door. Five years, you can't suck at construction for five years and not get fired. You can't be the person that performs x-rays at the hospital and not get for five years and suck at it. You can't be a skydiver for five years and suck at it. If you bomb at skydiving, well. Hey, how was Blair's jump yesterday? Oh, it was spectacular, man. He killed himself. Five years. I haven't held a single job for more than two years. I'm not going to make it to five, honestly. Uh. Crowd work. Crowd work, crowd work, crowd work sucks, and I'm not going to do it. Why do so many comedians phrase their setups in the form of a question? If I wanted honest answers from real-life people, I would pick up my phone and open Twitter. Because I just love the conversations that we get to have on Twitter. And this is also how I tweet, by the way. I like, I like Star Wars. Stop sucking George Lucas's dick. 
No, I meant the Reagan program. Stop sucking Republican dick. Well, it was only once, and I got paid $130,000. Har har, fag. Okay, well, anyway, happy Father's Day. Thanks, son. Click. That's how we hang up on Twitter as well. It's a visual joke. <laughs> I think most com I think most comedian step on that. I think most Asian comedians have a joke about being smart. I think only the smart ones keep it to themselves. Let me sit on that for a second. Remember in uh, 2016 when comedians would say really dumb shit like, "Oh, I kind of want Trump to be president because then I'll have really good material." Fuck you, 2016 comedians. That was incredibly short-sighted. That was incredibly short-sighted. <laughs> and um, you didn't think of everything that comes with having a Trump presidency. You didn't think of the stress and anxiety and the 24-7 despair and the sleepless nights wondering what happens to 3,000 immigrant children in cages and the nepotism and the racism and the tweets and the clusterfuck mess that the Me Too movement has become. You just thought of the punchlines, you fucking myopic turds. It's like marrying a circus clown because you really love balloon animals. Sure, you might have a lot of balloon animals, but you're not thinking of everything that comes with having a circus clown spouse. You're not thinking of the clapping music alarm clock every morning. The tiny, thank you, that's perfect. The tiny car. The tiny car full of their coworkers every day. The endless loads of infinity handkerchief laundry to do. The waking up in the morning and stepping on a squeaky shoe and waking up the half-clown baby. The face paint all over your butthole every Friday night. You're not thinking of the baggage that comes with the circus clown spouse. And yes, now that you all think about it, I did write that entire joke just so I could talk about face paint all over your butthole every Friday night. And thank you, I am very proud of that. And I'm going to end it on there. Thank you. Chris Holstein. Clown jokes. Yay. Who doesn't love clowns? The grease paint is hard to get off anything, really. <laughs> Myopic turds is a great turn of phrase. I enjoyed that very much. Now you, have, you, have a, you have super awesome energy on stage. I enjoyed you, I enjoyed you very much. I, I mean, the only... I have like like happy faces and, and exclamation points off things like myopic turds and clowns. That's, that's what I have. So I don't know. Does, any, does other people have comments? Comments for Chris. It's a quiet one. When you're talking about all the horrible things that came with Trump, you might as well tag on at the end that the jokes also suck. He's too ridiculous. Nobody can make a joke last with him. Like stand-ups yeah. hate Trump, don't they? Word, yeah. There's, I mean, there's like you could do ten minutes talking about the shit that's fucked up. Is, is it funny? <laughs> crowd work, crowd work. Other other comments? Any comments? No comments. Well, we'll give the time back to the room. Everybody, Chris right, Holstein, cool. yay! <laughs> uh, this is a crazy night. We have three maxes tonight out of 18 people. That's a lot of Max in the house. Uh, but this Max didn't put a last name. Uh, hey, everybody, put your hands together for Max R. Woo. I don't put a last name often because no one says it right and it doesn't matter. Um, I have a lot of goals in life. I'm very goal-oriented. One of my main goals is to make more people do things like I do. Uh, that should be a goal of yours. That's a great goal to have. 
Um, but I, I realize now that we're living in a world where people think that Marilyn Monroe wrote the Bible and it's okay to have a little bit of shame to some things you do. Like some, there are p things that people do that if you do them, you should be embarrassed by yourself. Like if you leave a public restroom and you don't wash your hands, you should be embarrassed. I mean, do we, I feel like we have to admit that like, and I always get that same excuse from people. Well, Max. Soap doesn't kill 100% of germs. Did you know that? Soap doesn't kill 100% of germs. And I'm always like, that might be true. I'm not going to look it up. But you know what else does not kill 100% of germs? Your dick. So I'm going to roll the dice on some dove. I'm going to take a chance. Anytime someone says to me, uh, if you can't handle me at my worst, then you don't deserve me, I always go, stop. I do not accept you at your whatever. I just do not. I saw you throw trash on the ground next to a trash can. What is that? Look, I get sometimes you got a litter. There's no trash can around. Throw that shit. You don't, you don't have time for that. But throwing trash on the ground next to a trash can is like burying a dead body next to a coffin. You got all the resources right there. Go ahead. Like, and I get it. You know, I, 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 this is what happened. I was, uh, I, I was in LA, saw a car drive up to a curb, throw his McDonald's trash out the, out the trash, missed the trash can right, right to the floor and drove off. And I get the inclination to want to do a cream of Dolce bar sky hook. Uh, but if you miss, follow the shot, be a goddamn goat. You know, you're not getting hall of fame numbers like that. Uh, social media is definitely making us dumber. That's not like a unique thought. Um, but I would not have any social media accounts if I didn't need to promote my comedy. If I didn't need to promote comedy, I would delete every one of my accounts individually like it was a deep Podesta email. They would all be gone. You guys can laugh at that. We're two years past, let's be honest. Uh, I, I, I was having a conversation with a friend recently who said that she doesn't have Facebook because she deleted it 10 years ago. <laughs> And that, I was blown away. I looked at her, I was like, you don't have Facebook. How do you get the news? She looked at me, she was like, Max, I get the news from the news. And I looked at her, I swear to God, I said, what the fuck is the news? Like I had, <laughs> turns out the news is people's opinions. Um, I, I actually would like some help with that joke because I do think that's funny. Uh, I just really want to explain that world to her, you know, like what's happened in the last 10 years. Like we had a black president for eight years and now people are calling Jews Nazis. So everything is confusing. Uh, um, last thing uh, on that last note, do you guys think Jews are white people? There's a gray area. Uh, yeah, I, well, you know, I'm, I'm on the fence. <laughs> I mean, I am Jewish too, but it's funny because I, I, there was a local councilman uh, where I'm from uh, who recently said that Jews control the weather. Uh, and that's fun because, I mean, like I just, people always be like, Max, does that make you upset, that anti-Semitism? Does that upset you? And it's like, that does not upset me. That's level 10 dumbass. How could you even be angry at that? And even the other day, I closed my weather app. It said, are you sure you don't want to save changes? He's not... This is what uh, is what happened. I uh, I read that article. I thought it was funny. And one day to myself, I was I, you know I was just hanging out in my house. It was a nice day, and I and I just posted as a, on social media as a joke to myself. Uh, what a beautiful day in Los Angeles! Thank God I called in a favor with my relatives. I just made a joke, and uh, I thought it was funny. Uh, it turns out I was uh, reading a different article about one month later. Uh, there are a group of scientists trying to develop fake clouds that can go over areas of the country that have droughts and make it rain. Uh, turns out the lead scientist on that project is a Jew. Fucking Jesus Christ. <laughs> I hate it when the racists are right. It's not racist if it's accurate. Am I right, guys? Let's talk about black people. I'm kidding. You guys, uh, thanks. <laughs>
Max R, everyone. Yay. Yay, and then yay. Uh, if Jews controlled the weather, it would... No, like, they do. Go ahead. It, it would never be too hot or too cold. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, so but they'd complain odd. about both. Did you read like, that? Did you come up with that, or did you read that on social media? I just uh, right there in that chair. Okay, I just want to make sure. I wouldn't want to like rip someone else's joke. No, you know what I mean? Uh, okay. Okay. Um, I like how you transitioned from saying that the weatherman says that the, the Jews control the weather. No, sorry, I w- it's going a little fast. Uh, it's a council. It's a, like oh, a, okay. like no, a no, local no. politician. I, I'm just stoned. You said definitely said councilman. Okay. Um, and I you said a ca- I said a council a councilman says that the Jews control the weather, and then you said that's fun, and I almost pi- <laughs> I almost pissed myself because that's hilarious. It's just a little, just a quick little tag, a throwaway mm-hmm. joke almost. It's not even a joke. It's just right. a, it's just that's fun. It was you being you, and right? You're yeah. enjoyable to watch hilarious. on stage. That what? whole bit's fucking hilarious. Yeah, I could probably do it with a little more emotion. Are you little... Jewish? I am. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's not as funny anymore, but it's very, very <laughs> funny. Well, can you can you um, go into that a little bit more? What's less funny? I'm just. You're just joking. I'm just. Joking. Oh, okay, no, because like if you if you were serious, I would actually. No, be I don't. I don't know commentary. what it fucking means. I'm stunned, man. Okay. <laughs> Fuck this guy. <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> um, I'm a Jew too, and I actually have. Does anyone else have anything to say? Yeah. <laughs> no, I, like I have people ask me that shit. Like, oh, are Jews white people all the time? Mm-hmm. And I was kind of hoping there would be like another like bit to that joke because I think there is. I'm something working there. on it. I'm trying to figure out how you do it. Yeah. Because there's definitely a common perception. Uh, and I think there's a weird Venn diagram of like everything is fine, and then you see, uh, and then you see, and you hear things, and then I just don't. And then if you think about the most ridiculous things that people could think, it is hard to be upset at the weather thing because it's like, what is the implications of that? Like in reality, like what is going to happen as a result of that? That's bad, you know. So to of me, Jews I, being in charge of the weather, it could only be good, right? Yeah, I mean, I mean unless they. Well, I mean, like you could. If, <laughs> You could take it to an extreme and be like, well, if someone read that and then they're like, oh, they read another site and then they go to an alt-right site and then they further push it down. Like, that would be a long, that'd be a super long progression from Jews control the weather to like showing up in Charlottesville. I feel like that would be a very, (laughs) that'd be like a long, I mean, maybe that's a part of the joke, but to me, that's why I'm really not upset about it because you would have to go so far to get to the to the really hateful part. But you're so likable that it's hard for you to be hateful. Do you know what I mean? Like you're really likable. My girlfriend's likeable around and the corner. Engaging. Do you want to tell her that? Yeah, does she not think you're like? Did you have a fight? You're like really likable, engaging. I don't know you, but you already seem really intelligent, and I just liked you and your persona on stage. Like you seemed really confident, and all like the things were clicking. So I didn't feel like. I, I don't know. You could say hateful things because you're like so oh. likable. You well, know. Fucking. Jeez. <laughs> Fine. Yeah, and this was recorded, right? Yeah, it's I recorded. Can, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is any back. any other comments for Max R? Everybody, clap wildly for Max R! Yay! Uh, I'm really excited for your next comedian because I haven't seen her in a long time. She was out of town for a while and now she is back. Uh, she's an amazing writer and a poet and uh, a comedian too. You guys are going to love her. Put your hands together for Nicole H. Yay! My I'm fucking short, so yeah. Okay. okay, I haven't done this in a really, really long time. So... And um, anyway, 
So you're probably wondering, the fuck's going on here? You know, you never. I'm not really around. This is all disguise because I I have a lot of anger issues. <laughs> so you know, you wear the pink tights, the anger becomes more palatable, and it kind of reminds me that I can be really intense and scare people when I start talking about things that make me angry, like pretty much everything. <laughs> um, so. A couple years ago, I had a, a boyfriend that I cared about a lot, and it was really hard because he had, he was a heroin addict, and he had relapsed, and I wanted to fucking kill his dealer. Like, I have no problems with drugs or drug dealers. In fact, some of my family members have been drug dealers. I Like, I, I, I have no problem with it. But this guy, I wanted to fucking kill him because he was the kind of guy that, like, moved in and just sort of glommed onto him. And I realized that um, I couldn't hate him. And it wasn't just because he didn't carry a gun. It was because he was the most cliche motherfucker I, I had ever met. He like was really sexy, looked like he should have a warning label. He drove a black convertible BMW. He must have been the only dealer in San Francisco that never carried a gun. So it made it easy for me to like cuss at him and tell him things. And once I even sent him excerpts from Dante's Inferno in Italian because he spoke Italian and um, he was like, what the hell is this? And um, I would tell him just horrible things. Um, but he was really, really cliche. And I just couldn't I couldn't hate him. Um, I couldn't hate him. I, I, I actually felt sorry for him because he had a pet poodle that he wore like like he dressed in clothes and he would walk him around. And then one night he cried and it was like Christmas Eve and he cried because he had to leave his dog with me while he was off doing something. And so I'm sitting here with this dog who starts howling and crying while his um, daddy went off to do something. God knows what. And I just thought, oh, this is really sad. I can't hate this man though he is like sucking the life out of lots of people. Um, anyway, he's still alive. And that's what's baffling to me because my ex-boyfriend's not still alive. He died on April Fool's Day. I'm still waiting for someone to say April Fool's. And I'm actually really fucking angry about it. And um, I don't know if that's even appropriate for a joke, but what else can you do? Um, I have come to the conclusion that all the drug dealers in the country need to cut off the supply of these white nationalist motherfuckers. Because if you guys saw the Vice video last year from the Charlottesville rally, that guy was high as fuck. He needed to have his supply cut off. And I think that a lot of these bastards that are coming here into the city that are bothering everybody, like these Nazi assholes, like someone needs to find out where their supply is and cut them off. Maybe that would solve something. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> So, uh, I think I, oh, that's the horn. I'm going to stop. As I said, this is, um, this is some, I haven't done comedy in a very long time and I don't even know if any of this is really funny, but I had to do something with it because I must force myself to laugh lest I be obliged to weep. <laughs> so here we go. Nicole, yay! Yay, Nicole! Forced to laugh, not obliged to weep. Yay! It's you're a great storyteller. It's a great story. I was completely engaged. I mean, it wasn't. It was. It was obliquely comedic, 
but I still enjoyed it and I think it, it sounded great to me. I think any listener will be like, what's going on here? All right, I'm in. I mean, it was a heartfelt, engaging story. Thank you. Yeah, I think you should say, like, you know, the guy, you know, he's sexy, speaks Italian, cool car, nice dresser, heroin dealer, and still somehow basic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was just going to say that I, I love your purse, and I think that if you made a Miss Frizzle reference, like the Magic School bus, that would be awesome at the, at the top. Okay. Okay, thank you. Yay, Nicole! Welcome back to The Fold, Nicole. Yay! Your next comedian has a fun French name. It sounds very exciting. I am super excited to hear the comedy of Miss Vivian Labib. I know. I'm using a stage name, you guys. Uh, I'm using a stage name because I'm looking for a job and I don't want to get fucked. But, um, well, actually, I do want to get fucked, but just not at work. Well, maybe. I don't know. As long as the HR policies allow it. Uh, yeah, anybody sick of the city smelling like urine? Not really. You're not sick of it? Oh, that's complacency. That's still sick of it in my book. Uh, yeah, you know what I missed? I missed I missed it when the city really smelled like Mexicans. I oh, was that bad at Mutiny Radio? No, I'm serious. I I really miss that. I really want the Mexicans to stay. I missed it when the streets smelled like burritos, hard work, and lemon pledge. I really do. I, if I were Trump, you know, I would be trying to. Obviously, he he's got. I'm thinking if I were him and I'm an asshole like him and I had my toolbox with what I was good at, how would I solve this problem? You know, I have immigration problem on one and on the other, I have homeless opioid addiction problem on another. And I, what do I do? Well, I build resorts. So I, I, why not build the Trump resort and homeless retreat in Mexico? <laughs> And make a trade, make a trade. I mean, if I were homeless and someone gave me an opportunity to live by the beach, I mean a toilet, I would fucking take it. I mean, how convenient is that? And I wouldn't have to pay rent. I can barely pay the rent here. And I know people are like, you know, that's really immoral. You know, that's not cool, Natalie. I'm sorry, Vivian. <laughs> I can't even fucking use it. Yeah, I got to figure that one out. Uh, but, you know, we'd ask them. We'd ask them if they want to go. I can tell you I can barely pay the rent here, so I'd go. I'd totally go. I'd go to the homeless retreat. Yeah, and then all the Mexicans can say because we really need them. I like them a lot. Uh, I have ADD, which means I'm always dreading deadlines. And uh, my birthday's coming up next week, and I'm really starting to feel uh, quite a bit uh, like a failure. Um, I'm looking at my friends, and I realize I've missed a lot of rites of passages, uh, marriage, open marriages. You know, this polyamorous thing, I totally missed that. Uh, Missed divorce. Uh, I missed uh, Burning Man. I didn't actually go, and I feel like it's too fucking late now. It's just not really as cool as it used to be. Uh, And, um, (laughs) yeah. But, you know, when you get older, you you, you still close your eyes and you forget that you're getting older. You, You just, you still think you still have the chance to reach all your dreams. Like, I was, the other day, I was like, oh, man, I could still win a house in a divorce may not be t- that late. I'm, and, you know, getting older, I'm still, I'm really, like, focused on trying to stay young. Uh, uh, lucky for me, I managed to stay, st- stay thin as I burn a lot of calories running late. <laughs> running late to everything. 
Yeah, just don't be prompt, you guys. Just anxiety is uh, is nature's best diet. You will look better on Instagram, and that's all that matters. Uh, the other thing that I, that I hate about getting old is that I can, can't see anymore. Like, I literally can't read menus. And I know I have nipple hair, and every woman in here knows that they have little these little nipple hairs, and I can't see them. <laughs> and the other day, I went, and I decided, you know, I'm going to try and get these. So, you know, I, I, I was, you know, looking down. I was like, God, I brought the tweezers to my nipple. I can't really quite focus on that one nipple hair. I start grabbing my tit, bringing it towards my face like I'm trying to lick it like a porn star. And I thought, I never thought that was attractive, the fake nipple lick. And, and I'm still grabbing. I finally, I finally get the reading glasses. I put the reading glasses there. And I'm like, bring in the tweezers. And I don't have clearance for the tweezers to fit between the glasses to get the nipple hair. And I'm just like, fuck this. Who's going to do this? My mother? Like, I can't even get my own nipple hairs. I'm starting to feel sorry for myself. Getting old, you guys. All right, uh, I'm. That's my time. I'm Vivian Labib. Vivian Labib, everyone. Vivian Labib. I related to your set so much. I just recently did the same thing with reading glasses, trying to do my eyebrows, and that's hard too because, like, your eye and your eyebrow and looking in a mirror, it is impossible. I, I, I related to almost everything you said, even the Mexican stuff. I love Mexicans too, and I don't know how to say that. Like, it was fun because, like, you were being pro Mexican, but it sounded in the beginning like you were being kind of racist, but then you weren't. So I was like, that's kind of a fun line to be on. Um, I, I enjoyed your I whole set. I really think they should stay. <laughs> oh, I love I love Mexicans. I'm totally down with like work ethic, and I loved that joke about the. I mean, but it's hard to be a white lady and comment on things. But I still I enjoyed your whole set, like your opening when you were being all like normal with us and just talking and stuff, and that was all really funny um, about the the work and fucking at work or whatever. And I know you were just riffing, but it was good. Thanks. Like I was engaged. Thank you. Yeah, I really, I thought the riffing was really good, especially about being a uh, birthday and things that you missed. It really resonated. I don't know, I'm 43, so it really resonated. And then also just the the bravery to go up there and do the thing with the reading glasses. And it looks like the porn. I mean, that was, that was awesome. That was like very courageous and funny and awesome. Thank you. So. <laughs> I didn't get to the face yoga act out. <laughs> The uh, wrinkle reduction face yoga bullshit that I paid for. I loved your set. I would say that when you were listing off life goals, life achievements, I mean, you may as well phrase it, the three you gave as, you know, marriage, opening the marriage, ending the marriage because you thought it was strong enough, but it wasn't. Yeah, I'm working on that line, and I noticed that I forgot my own... uh, I forgot my list, but... I, I love forgetting things, so don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But I originally had marriage, and then I changed it to open marriage, because that just seems like the rite of passage, because I keep dating these guys who are totally into polyamory. Like, you know, I meet them, and they're all, well, just so you know, I'm in love with this girl, Chris, but we can still date. So, <laughs> live in a horrible last, place. And then what do you do? you got to start doing anal so you can seem different from I all know, those right? other girls. I should like, just oh, say... I'm the old lady that does like, anal. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you should make it more like a one-to-one relationship. Like for every addict Mexico takes, we'll like open the border for one more hardworking That's what family I mean, man I mean with the yeah. like really pump up like the qualities that they have. Like uh, you know, like the hardworking, well-skilled family people. You know, yeah, or one family. To share we'll even we'll even make them a deal. You know, a f- uh, for every heroin addict, they can uh, we'll take a family. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really uh, uncomfortable with that joke set although I fucking think it's hysterical 
But I feel like, oh God, you know, it is kind of on it the totally is all those days, inhumane but side. Still but it's funny. It's funny. It's, yeah. It's, what are you worried about? I'm sorry. I, I mean, it's like, oh, you know, we don't care. It, it's, it sort of implies that I don't care about our homeless people, which I do. Uh-oh. And it sort of cares that, it implies that, yeah. well, I think that actually the Mexican joke is just really funny. I don't think that's racist. I mean, I'm an Arab, so I usually start with some Arab stuff to begin with. Yeah. But I just, um, so anyway, so I do, I'm try, the reason why I brought it up here is because I just, I, I know it's sort of edgy, and I'm trying to make it Trump's, the, Trump's idea, Trump's the asshole, not me. But if I were Trump, how would I think? And I honestly think that he would think that that would be a good bargain. Like, he's not a humane person. So that's why I'm thinking it's okay, but I feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the thing, about, the thing about what you were saying about Mexican people, you kind of presented it like it was a controversial thing. You know, like I like I want them to stay, and it was like that's not a that's not a particularly controversial thing. So I was just slightly confused. Oh, you know what I mean? Like okay, well, to me, to yeah. And then the only other thing is that uh, hard work and pledge; those things kind of match up. And so, like, if you had if if you were trying to do it in threes, which you clearly were, burritos, hard work, and lemon pledge. Yeah, the hard work and the lemon pledge go together because you're implying house cleaning. So if you come up with like, a, if if you might be able to come up with a third thing that's better than one of the other two things, which match. Do you have one? Uh, if I do, if I think of one, I will. Tell you. Okay. Sawdust. <laughs> oh man. Um, Strawberries. Back pain. Now I forget what I was gonna say about it. Rough hands. Everybody, clap your hands together for Vivian Labib. <laughs> Vivian I like it. the name is pretty silly though. I like it though. Uh, hey, it, it, no, Vivian Labib. No, it sounds French. Vivian Labiba. something like this. You know, it sounds like you're going to. Okay. Uh, hey, your next comedian, another funny guy. We'll see if he has any new jokes tonight. But whatever he does, I'm sure we'll enjoy it. Put your hands together for Max Mawachanin. Cool, thank you, everybody. I was thinking maybe the Nazis think they can control the weather, and then they read that article and they were like, "No, they will. They will not replace us." There's your, there's your direct line to Charlottesville. Uh, so I, uh, I have a uh, one sibling. I have a younger sister, and uh, she does stand-up comedy too. Like she's been doing it for six years. Uh, so I was thinking about that the other day, and that's when it dawned on me. Like, I probably have really bad parents. Like, it's, it's bad enough if one of your kids does stand-up, but my mom has to tell her friends that all of her kids do stand-up, you know? Like, they're like, all of them? Yeah, every single one. It's, it's pretty bad. Like, it's not inconceivable that I could go to a family reunion someday that feels like an open mic. They'll be like, hey, welcome to the Watchanine family reunion. Uh, did you pre-sign on Facebook? No? All right, well, you gotta take a, you got to take an odd number spot then. I picture, like, everybody has to give a toast, and like one person's talking and everyone else is like, I can't wait till I go up so I can get the hell out of here. <laughs> you guys kind of know what I'm talking <laughs> Yeah, That's more of just an agreement joke. <laughs> like, it's not funny, but it's a good point. <laughs> uh, so I was talking to a friend recently and he goes, uh, I haven't done a lot of dating because I had a high school sweetheart for seven years. And I was like, wow, how long did it take you to finish high school? <laughs> you mean to tell me that you both got held back at least three times? That's crazy. Sounds like you two were made for each other. You're like the Romeo and Juliet of high school students. You know who they are. <laughs> yeah, you know who they are. You took ninth grade English at least once. I don't know. I figure like they were probably very passionate and very dumb. Like they learned out of 69 before they could count that high. 
I don't know. I uh, so I'm I'm single. That's crazy, right? Isn't that crazy? Uh, <laughs> so I think uh, <laughs> I think part of the reason why I'm single is sometimes I prefer a library book to a girlfriend. Let me explain. If I have a girlfriend and I check out another woman, she's gonna get upset. <laughs> but I can go to the library, check out as many books as I want, and none of them will get jealous. All right, that's oh for one, maybe I don't. Know. <laughs> More uh, so if uh, if a library book is late, that's only a twenty five cent penalty, no big deal. But if my girlfriend is late, woo, that's a that's a life sentence. I'm about to become a father. That's going to be a lot more expensive than twenty five cents. So one thing that library books and girlfriends have in common is they both have a lot of periods. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, right? But when a library book has a period, it's like the end of a sentence. It makes it easier to read. But when a girlfriend has a period, ooh, she is impossible to read. I cannot understand anything. I don't know. So in conclusion, I don't have a foot fetish, but I do have a footnote fetish. Like I'll look up and down the page and I'm like, mm, yeah, extra, extra information. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so I was thinking, uh, so uh, speaking of relationships, uh, Valentine's Day just passed. Uh, <laughs> not really, but when I wrote this joke, it had just passed, and I just, I never bothered to change the joke. I was like, I think it's, I think it's fine as is. So on Valentine's Day after work, I went straight to a gay bar. I left straight, too. I, di I didn't switch sides just to increase my odds. I'm not Kevin Durant, you know? That's a... <laughs> You know that I actually wrote it in Valentine's Day, because if I wrote it recently, I probably would have said DeMarcus Cousins. All right. That seems like a good spot to end. <laughs> Max for watching, dude. Yay. I don't know who DeMarcus Cousins is. Is he a football player? Nah, he just joined the Warriors, too. Oh, okay. I'm just bagging on the Warriors. <laughs> Uh, I thought it was really, really funny, and I haven't noticed it before in that joke about your parents, but that the funny part is that it dawned on you that you had really bad parents, <laughs> like uh, that you haven't known all this time, that you're like 29 years old and you finally realize like, <laughs> oh, my parents suck. <laughs> but that's, 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 that's really funny. The library book, it's really funny too, the long drawn out simile metaphor yeah. slash thing that all worked even the cheesy ones about but the period one was great too the past and okay. uh i i mean i laughed very hard yay other people i loved your set i always love your sets i haven't seen you very many times before but there's a love forming uh in any case, for the footnote fetish, for just like a really stupid tag, when you're talking about, you know, how the footnotes really get you going, just like, how does the see bid keep, keep it going, man? That's a really terrible joke that only like 20% of the audience will get. Well, you, do you get it actually? Don't know. No. Laughing uh, when you reuse the same source in a footnote, you put I B I D. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. It might be too nerdy. <laughs> I bid. You're pretty nerdy, though. I thought my shirt also added to your delivery. The shirt? Yeah, oh. the shirt added to your delivery. I don't think I have costumes. Yeah, this is just what I wear. So. <laughs> but, uh, it's either that or a Minions t-shirt. Really okay, uh, and you made it work. You extended it out, and I thought that was... It surprised me because the, the first time I 
first joke of it, it was like, oh, you have seven years, it means you've lasted three years longer. Uh-huh. And I thought the joke was going to be over then, but uh-huh. it surprised me because it kept on going, and it kept surprising me. <laughs> um, the, the one about the girlfriend in the library book, that was pretty good. <laughs> but Didn't like period jokes, come on. Okay, yeah, how- better. I, yeah, have to More period jokes. I thought I the period joke enough. was funny. I thought it was very funny. I can't read her at all. I thought that was really funny. I can't read her at all. Is it, is it offensive? That's no, not at all. You can't. I, I just had my period last week, and I was impossible to my boyfriend, I, and and it, he couldn't read me. It, it makes it the joke. It totally the, it works. It's funny. Okay, so we got one for, one against. You do you, if you want to do period <laughs> jokes. Um, but I was thinking, with just a wording, being very finicky about word choices, if you don't say check out in the beginning of that bo- uh, joke about like um, why they're similar, and then you can surprise with the check out lingo, because I think I just knew what you were going for, so it wasn't surprising, but if you uh, use that point. later on, before, you know? Okay. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Thank you, I appreciate that. For a lame tag on the period joke, you can say that like the books keep having the periods even as they get older. Uh, oh, Jane Eyre still has a period. <laughs> Forever. <laughs> I think the, the, problem, the problem with the joke is deciding when it's going to end because you could go so many places with the library book and the ladies and the fact is, I mean, a, 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 other than a few, it's <laughs> if you're talking about libraries, like, you know, uh, like, you didn't, it's not like you said it was something that, an object that could be slightly more offensive, although it's an object, so. You had them at single, you're fine. Uh, any other comments? <laughs> Clap your hands wildly for Max Mawachanin, yay! <laughs> Well, uh, so that's going to end the um, comments section. And basically, we have 21 minutes left, which means that if we burn, turn and burn, everyone can get three minutes. So that's what we're going to try to do here. So uh, it's gonna, I'm going to honk you at two minutes, and we're just going to run through the rest of this list. Everyone will have time. Put your hands together for your first comedian on the speed round. Starlar Burns! <laughs> Damn, I was really valuing all of your input, and now I don't get it. So, oh shit, this is not the page with my set. This is the page with my notes. I shouldn't have said things. I was getting off the train the other day, and I guess I was going too slow, because some guy yelled, bitch, keep it moving. Which got me thinking, no one's ever addressed me as bitch, and then said something nice. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch. Your father may be gone physically, but he will be in your heart always. Thank you. I was worried when you started that sentence, but it turned out very sweet, uh, bitch. (laughs) This next bit is my main bit that I always get scrambled, so bear with me a little bit, which is unfortunate because it's also the only bit I have where people sometimes go, (gasps) so, Society is really messed up about women aging in general. As an example, I was watching the Oscars with my roommate, and he took the time to tell me that Meryl Streep isn't a MILF anymore. I was like, Jesus Christ, Jeffrey, that's horrible. And he just said, he's not really into 70-year-olds. So of course I said, oh, I thought you meant she stopped being a MILF 
the other way you stop being a MILF, which is when your children uh, die. <laughs> Always a bummer. That may be the preferred way to lose MILF status, though, because you can take solace in the fact that people still want to have sex with you. I mean, that's got to count for something. You dropped the M, but you kept the ILF. <laughs> I feel like we're all trying to be a something ILF for somebody. Man, when I started on that train of thought, I was hoping it was headed somewhere empowering to women. <laughs> I'm not sure where we ended up, but I'm not sure I liked it either. Los Angeles. It was Los Angeles, because they don't have good values about women, you know? Judging on your parents, that's not a punchline. That's just explaining what the punchline should be aimed at, but doesn't exist. That's all right. We all got to learn to accept things. So I was at the Folsom Street Fair, and you see a lot of fun things there, but the main thing that stuck out to me that I remembered for the rest of my life was a man who was wearing nothing but a sign around his neck that said, tiny penis alert. I really hope nobody invents that. Dating is hard enough in San Francisco without an app that starts beeping in the vicinity of a tiny penis. <laughs> About time to move to the third world where technology keeps us from, wait, I said that backwards. Where technology doesn't infect our spirit and inform people of our tiny penises. Okay, I was doing a short set, remember? And you don't get to say anything. No mean words. Starler Burns! Yay! Yay! He's so brave. All right, your next comedian, she's going to make you laugh. Everybody put your hands together for... It's getting dark in here. Chloe Keister! Yay! Hello. Hey, what's up, dudes? Um, I confirm a lot of stereotypes, which is not fun. Uh, I hate math. I really don't like it. I'm a lady who doesn't like math. And uh, one of the things that's hard about math for me is that there's like this static noise in my brain the whole time. Um, it kind of sounds like, mm, dear God, help me. I don't want to do this. Dear God, no. It's very distracting. It's just so hard to concentrate. It's <laughs> just an endless monologue in my brain. Um, I also don't like my body. I'm a lady that doesn't like her body, which is like, <laughs> no doy. <laughs> I don't like it. I think my biggest problem with my body is that I have one. I have a body. It's sad. Yeah, I wish I could be like a floating consciousness, just like kind of like a, a cloud or something, I could just like float around like a real cool cloud, like with a cool music taste, just like cool cloud lady. I think that'd be fun if I could be a cool cloud. Um, I have allergies, does anybody else have allergies? Yeah, it sucks. It's kind of like our body's dumb when you have allergies. It's like really stupid. Um, so I wanted to demonstrate this for you guys. Um, let's pretend the mic stand is an allergen, which literally can be anything. Um, and I'd like you to notice it's not moving. It's not doing anything. It's an inanimate object that can't. And I am your immune system. Do do do, just doing immune system things. Ah! 
just do on a mute. Like it's real dumb. Your body is dumb as shit. It's just an idiot. Um, I think I'd like to be a single mom because I would like all the credit. I'd like, I'd like people to know that I did most of it because honestly I would do most of it anyway. So I'd just like people to know that. Um, I like to live life to the fullest. That's why I never stop eating. Um, I really like hot dogs. Does anybody else like hot dogs? They're great. I feel like even saying hot dog, it sounds like a celebration. Like, hot dog! Hot diggity dog! Yeah! You know what's in hot dogs? Nobody does. It's terrifying. I'll just edit there. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Chloe Keister, everyone! It's true. No one knows what's in hot dogs. They are scary and weird, even the ones at Costco. Your next comedian. Put your hands together for Rich Barney! <laughs> Alrighty, thank you. You guys, I'm pretty new to San Francisco. I've been here about a year and a half, and I really, really love this city. It's beautiful. Um, and then one of the other things I really love about the city is just how progressive it is. The other day I was walking around in my neighborhood in Noe Valley, and I saw a dildo in a window. Oh my God, was it beautiful. You don't usually see stuff like that back where I'm from. Where I'm from, dildos spend their whole lives in drawers. Um, and what, it, it, it's sometimes a little bit uh, terrifying living here. Um, I'm, I sometimes worry I'm not that I'm not kinky enough. Um, and part of the reason for that is that I was raised evangelical when I was 11 years old. My parents sent me to Christian horse camp. And so, yeah, if you've never been to Christian horse camp, um, it's basically just like regular horse camp, except a Christian horse camp, the horses are like, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal savior? Jesus is watching. Don't touch yourself at night. Uh, speaking of horses, anybody uh, pay, pay attention to the news? Uh, Henry Cavill, the new Superman, he, uh, he said something recently. He said that he was afraid of talking to women because of me too. And come on, man, you're Superman. There's two things that you should be worried about. Number one, kryptonite. Number two, horses. R.I.P. R.I.P. Christopher Reeve. Um, I think I may have found out what my kink, what my kink is, though, guys. BBC. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, you know when they're you know you're watching it and it's like. Um, Back on the other side of the rainforest, the three-toed sloth seems to have found a mate. Is this good for you? The male says, please stop talking. Why did you stop? Says the female. That's it. <laughs> Rich Barney, everyone. 
Sounded like uh, Werner Herzog there at the end. Hey, everybody, your next comedian. Put your hands together for Rachel D. Okay. Uh, I am 40. I am 40. Uh, it's kind of a frustrating thing for me lately. Uh, every time I announce that I'm 40, I, I get a lot of, you're lying, you're lying. And I, I have no idea why anyone would lie about being 40. I mean, I mean, I could even accept like 62 as a better lie because then you get social security. <laughs> but 40 you get you you don't get anything right you're still at least 12 years from retirement and old so I don't know it's weird uh, I have been taking advantage of my youthful appearance though and my cougaring skills are getting much better um, <laughs> the it allows me to um, you know really be able to catch 24-year-olds in their natural habitat, uh, playing Xbox, right? <laughs> um, but you know, let's see, I, I practice catch and release, I do. Um, mostly because what I've realized is a dude's age is about, is commiserate with um, how many hours I can spend with them. Uh, I actually just realized today that I have tattoos that are older than the last dude I dated. I know. It's a little, impressive. right? It's uh, impressive, disturbing, exciting. I, it depends on the moment when I think about it. But it, uh, I was thinking, like, does that mean I should check myself into, like, 24-year-old um, rehab? You know, like, and then if I do, I think... You know, they can't just like cut you off cold turkey. So they'd have to wean me off with like 26 year olds. <laughs> In which case, I have a problem. <laughs> I have a problem. Uh, I'm gonna drop my phone too, because I'm so tired today. Oh, so yeah, um, I told myself when I broke up with my boyfriend that it was because I got tired of pretending to be monogamous. Um, but then I think I was underestimating the value of safe dick. Um, you know, relationship dick, it, it may trap you in a cycle of monotony, but um, it will never trap you in a basement, right? And kill you, or worse yet, make you play Xbox. Okay, thanks guys, Rachel D. Rachel D, everyone, hooray, yay. And now your next comedian is not even 24 years old. Clap your hands together for Mark Neuer. He left. Oh, that's good. That gives us more time. Your next comedian, Jim McVeigh. Thanks. Uh, I'm four years sober. And when I agreed to be sober, it was a different president. And I didn't see any of this shit coming at all. I thought I landed on my feet and uh, I have to live through every news hour of every day without a drink. I regret being sober during these times more than anything I did when I was drunk. <laughs> this is, 
um, I'm, I still go to parties a lot. And, uh, when you're sober, you have to be a good friend and make sure your friends don't drive drunk. And what I've learned is you can't reason with drunk energy. Like you can't use logic. So what I do is you can only distract drunk energy. So like if my friend is going for it and about to drive drunk, what I do is I stop him and I say, Hey, what do you think your ex is up to these days? <laughs> you should give her a call. And then, and that's how you be a good friend by being a bad one. You know, like I used to have to tear, like I, I used to have to physically prevent my friend from drunk driving and he'd put up a fight. And like, if you were a neighbor in the suburbs and you looked out your window that night, what you saw was a handsome young man being torn away from his car. And he's pleading like, I, please just let me go home. And then I come out and I drag him. It looks like a kidnapping. Like it looks like, and I'm like, I'll just no, you're my friend. You're my friend. I'm going to take care of you. They don't tell it like a D like that's kidnapping. You're forcing someone into, into or whatever. I mean, like a DUI is $11,000. Kidnapping is five years minimum. Like that's how far I go for my friends. But anyway, what's the other thing? I was on BART and I was wearing headphones the way we all do to hide. And, um, I walked past uh, a street kid and he's like, he's like, Hey bro, help me out. And I ignored him the way we all do. And, and I sat down and then he's like, fuck you. I know you can hear me. And I was, I was like, Oh shit. I didn't think this could happen. And then I just had to like, he just started talking shit to my face. I absolutely could hear him. And he was, he was just like laying into me and I just had to commit. And I just was just nodding my head to a podcast. Just like, can't hear you. And then after a while I was like, I think he's right. I think I am a little bitch. And I got a lot out of that. Like I wear, we wear headphones to ignore cries for help from fellow humans. That's fucking dark. <laughs> anyway, what the fuck are we doing with all that change that we're not giving them? It winds up in a jar. Anyway, you guys have been great. Thanks for sticking around. Yay, Jim McVeigh. It's called laundry. That's what you do with your change. It's called laundry. Jim McVeigh, very funny. Uh, your last comedian of the night. Thank you so much for sticking around, all of you, and to this comedian. Uh, put your hands together for Regina Fletcher. <laughs> Um, hi everyone. So I have to admit I'm feeling a little stuck now that there's no comments and this isn't a workshop. Like I just really get off on workshops. I just like to say my name and my pronouns um, and two truths and a lie and, and have people guess which one they are. Usually the pronoun like will totally like not get it. Um, actually I'm just kidding. My pronouns pretty um, pretty pretty uh, obvious. Um, but yeah, I, I do like to go to workshops. Um, I'm now a coach, so I, that just kind of like sticks me in the personal development world, whether I like it or not. I get associated with Anthony Robbins. Um, you know, it's the hair. 
And um, so I was at this workshop, and it's the kind of workshop probably like this, where like every workshop participant is also a know-it-all workshop leader and wanting to butt in. And so um, the, the facilitators are like, oh, and you know the five love languages. And this guy goes, excuse me, I need to stop you and tell you that the five love languages were uh, you know, put together by this conservative Baptist minister who's really homophobic. And everyone's like, whoa. Um, and then later, I was talking to this woman, you know, just trying to do my best to make fashion conversation, small talk, which for me is talking about my Halloween costume. Uh, Desmond Tutu. Um, yeah, so I, I can't tell if the people are laughing. I'm, I'm not sure if they're the ones uh, who don't know who that is or if they're the ones that think I wore blackface. Um, which I didn't. Uh, I just wore my tutu. Um, it was to go with my husband's Halloween costume, Thich Nhat Hanh, the Vietnamese monk, peace activist. Um, so yeah, we were, we were um, you know, Desmond Tutu and uh, um, you know, Thich Nhat Hanh last year, but this year we decided to recycle the same costumes and um, to be the sexy version. Um, and so when I'm telling this woman this story, she's like, oh, well, did you know that Tit Not Hine is like not very sex positive? I'm like, no shit. He's a 60-year-old virgin monk. Of course he's not very sex positive. Um, which got me thinking about how we have really schizophrenic views of older male virgins. Um, some of you guys might be familiar with the kind of disturbing corner of the internet called incels. Stands for involuntary celibates. Uh, it's always these guys that are complaining that women won't have sex with them. And I'm like, dude, you know, I have all kinds of qualities I don't especially like, but you just need to learn how to rock them. You know, like sometimes people are like, whoa, you know, you're such a feminist, like you don't even change your clothes, you don't, sh you know, shave your legs. And I could be like, I'm in slob, or I'm vol feminist, damn it. Um, so I'll just end with what is inevitably gonna be a really awkward rap for these, um, <laughs> for, for these incel guys to try to encourage them um, to look up to other male versions. Virgin, virginity, virgin, virginity. You can be you, just don't get inside of me. And okay, so this part, I really hope some people are Spanish, Spanish speakers to help uh, understand this part. I'm down with the sutra, but don't try to get me and sukama. I'm the Dalai Lama. And that's it. <laughs> Regina, yay, yay. She raps. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for hanging out uh, for the entire joke workshop. Really appreciate it. Come back next week. Uh, we have another open mic on Thursday from 7 to 10 called True Hustle. And on Friday, uh, it is guest hosted by Anthony Zaccaro from 6 to 8. That'll be happy hour. And uh, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for being here. Bye. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? 
will gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Summertime, and we're ready to groove in the mission for the 6th Annual Noise Pop Block Party. It's free, Saturday, August 18th from noon to 6 p.m. with bands Empress Of, Jeff Rosenstock, The Marias, The She's, Small Crush, The Total Bettys, and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations, and interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors, and dogs on August August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thstreetblockparty.com. Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up a excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody. section. Hello there. 
Hey, my friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics deep in the mission where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for is <laughs> in duty this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> hey, guys. How's it going? Pretty great, I'm sure. Um, we have a little announcement for you. A PSA of sorts. Yes. Uh, listen to Cowards every 10 a.m. to 11 on Mutiny Radio. On Fridays. Yay. For some sweet, scared storytelling. Please do it. We need you. (laughs) So badly. Yes. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) And all the kissing is kissing. What is flat? Black plastic. What could it be? It's exactly what you think it is. Flat. Black. Plastic. Vinyl. Records. Round. Played. Mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast, that is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor. 
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on MutinyRadio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz press out those new jokes every monday six to eight on joke workshop with four minute sets and four minute critiques from everyone get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday 7 to 9 with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest hosts and